You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Today on the Give Your Life Away podcast, we come to 1 Peter 3, 8 through 22. Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. For to this you were called, that you may obtain a blessing. For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Now who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit, in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison, because they formerly did not obey, when God's patience waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through the water. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, with angels, authorities, and powers having been subjected to him. Now, if I told you, if I just kind of uttered a statement, and I said this, gentleness wins wars, you would think that that was rather silly. Gentleness wins wars? Yes, Absolutely. This is the interesting reality of the kingdom of God. Jesus taught us, remember in Matthew 5, Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. The meek win. Jesus, who suffered and was executed as a martyr, actually won through his execution, won through his death. He is the champion and the victor because he died for sinners and rose again. So in the, in the kingdom of God, gentleness wins wars. In our passage today, the Holy Spirit tells the church how to relate to one another in verse 8. And then in most of the rest of the section, he tells the persecuted believer how to endure suffering in a hostile world. So first, how to deal with each other and then how to endure suffering in, in the world. Notice first how to relate to one another in the church. Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Those are gentle words. Those are meekness words. The believer has truth on their side. The believer has the scriptures. But the posture of the believer is not one of spiritual arrogance or harshness. The posture of the believer is gentleness. Next, in terms of how we relate to the world, just read verses 10 through 22 again and try to make the argument to me that God wants us to be combative. 
He doesn't. Take time to read those again to yourself and ask the question, does God want me, does God want me combative or meek? Clearly, he wants us to demonstrate meekness and gentleness. He wants us to suffer, to suffer and to trust him in that suffering, not to fight back in return, not to retaliate. Why? Because his kingdom is not of this world. We certainly do speak the truth. Paul spoke the truth when he was on trial. Jesus spoke truth. We certainly speak truth. This isn't, I'm not making an argument against that. This passage would even tell us to have answers for those who want to know about the hope that's in us. But notice what comes after that exhortation in verse 15. He says this, But in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. Notice that we do this with a different posture than the world provides their arguments. When, when we're told to give an argument for what's inside of us, we do it not with uh, a combative spirit, not with uh, a, a raised voice. We do so with gentleness and respect. I believe that many Christians today, sadly, talk with more of a tone that resembles the guests on a political talk show who are arguing over each other than with the tone of their Savior. The Proverbs, Proverbs themselves tell us, Sweetness of speech increases persuasiveness. This is something that I feel is lost today. We take cues from our favorite political pundits and political uh, guests on political talk shows, and we argue and we talk louder and we become combative. We make strong and harsh arguments instead of making strong and gentle arguments. Speak truth. Speak truth clearly but do so with gentleness and respect. When you refuse to fight as you are being verbally attacked, you are showing that you entrust yourself to a higher judge. There's a peace of mind that you must have if you are going to be a gentle Christian when attacked. I love the fictional account that's portrayed in the movie Risen. The movie Risen speculates as to what uh, maybe happened with the disciples after the resurrection of Jesus. One of my favorite scenes is when a follower of God is brought before one of the Roman officials. The official threatens this follower of Christ and tells them not to go on proclaiming this message about the resurrected Lord. And the best part to me is that this Christian doesn't get his feathers ruffled. He doesn't run away. He's not scared. He doesn't demonstrate fear. In fact, he's got a silly grin on his face the whole time. Even his posture demonstrates a love for the person attacking him. It's a great scene, and it demonstrates how much this man trusted in the resurrected Lord, who is the final judge. He did not fear the human judge. In fact, he had a smile on his face while he was being reviled. I pray that the world would see this kind of Christian under attack, the Christian who has answers, and the Christian who provides those answers with meekness, love, and endurance. Consider this for your own life. Ask the Lord to give you the posture of Christ when you are attacked. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.